is The Issue Window with Albie and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to The Issue Window podcast with Brittany and Albie. Oh, it's just going to be us today. How you doing, Albie? I'm doing fabulous. We're going to do an episode on five things that I feel are interesting about the equipment profession that you wouldn't know unless you knew an equipment manager. Some people might know some of these if you didn't know an equipment manager, but if you're like really into sports, but I feel like most of these are behind the scene things that you wouldn't know unless you knew an equipment manager. I might not know some of the things. <laughs> no, you know you know these. <laughs> Before we get into that, though, do you have a update, a COVID nineteen update? We got a little COVID update for us. I mean, obviously, uh, NCAA is letting uh, football and bas- men's and women's basketball start voluntary workouts June first. So, uh, getting ready for that. Um, still a lot of questions with that. And every every school is doing something different. It seems like so. Uh, I know our ourselves. We're not even opening the. We're 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 allowing voluntary workouts, but we are not allowed. We're not opening up the locker room yet, because um, we're still trying to figure out. Well, once we get once we know who all is going to be here. I mean, we got a rough forty or fifty kids. We know it's going to be here. And we're trying to get their schedule arranged, their workout schedule arranged to fit in the weight room with proper social distancing. But then we also got to work. They don't know this, but we're going to move some of their lockers around. Not move their lockers physically, but um, move them out of one locker into another locker. So the groups that will be in there can be socially distanced in the locker room. Um, but, you know, we're still trying to, us like other people, we're trying, trying to figure out how that will look like during practice. And so, but for at least, at least for now, one step at a time, we're, um, we got to move a few people around. So we're working on that, but we're not going to open up the locker room for them to use until June 15th. So, okay, they're going to have to change at, at home and come in and work out. And so, but, uh, you know, the, the unit, the athletic department itself is laying off. 22 people in athletics, um, a lot of, a lot of assistant coaches for the smaller sport for the Olympic sports are being um, laid off, and I think I it's all short short term. I think it's, I think it's only till July 31st. So I mean, it sounds it sounds good. It sounds it sounds bad, but it sounds it meets the eye test for the people too. But really, and, and you know, it's really not going to affect anything too much it seems like right now now you know a month from now now that everything's opening up a month from now if there's a spike in hospital admissions it could send everybody back to square one and i you know fall sports would probably be out of the question at that point mm-hmm. for myself like a lot of other people across campus we, we got we're getting furloughed um so i'm losing 10 percent of my pay uh and i know a few other equipment managers are being straight out laid off right now. 
Um, so it's you know, it's it's going around and everybody's going to take a little hit. So uh, yeah, we're just like anybody else. Yeah, definitely thinking about all those equipment majors that that are laid off right now, but I'm sure that they'll be needed back for for too long. So we all hope. Yeah. Yep. Just wishing them the best right now. But that's a uh, that's enough sadness for one episode. I think it's going to be pretty entertaining to go over these five things. And as I'm going over these five things that I feel are interesting about equipment that you don't know unless you know an equipment manager, I might think of some more. So this list might get longer before the end of the episode. We're going to start right in with number one. Ooh, yay. A. <laughs> no. And then, so number one is laundry can be clean, but not smell fresh like downy. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Clean laundry has no smell. Clean clean laundry <laughs> is, is, is odorless. I remember when, when we first met, I used to argue this principle with you so long and i still don't really agree with it i kind of agree on the principle and the whole thought that if it's clean then it's not going to have any smell i kind of agree with that but you associate clean laundry with that fresh smell with that that yeah exactly that fresh soapy smell it's all the fabric softener and you know it's no clean laundry it has no smell i mean go pick a cotton ball in the field what's it smell like nothing (laughs) you know it's it's so clean laundry has no smell, but it, you know it, it's more it's more appealing to people if it smells pretty, you know. So yeah, throw throw your little scent beads in there and whatever else, and you know, sure, it's like scented soap. What you know, you wash your hands with soap and just regular soap, and it won't smell. But if you wash your hands with some coconut lavender salt, it, I mean soap, it's gonna it's gonna smell pretty. Oh, pretty. I've heard of some equipment managers scenting their laundry. It's just, it seems like the majority of them and the older equipment managers don't. Would you agree on that? I just, you know, the only thing, every now and then we might throw some dryer sheets in, especially in the wintertime in the coach's laundry, just because it's a smaller load, relatively. And, you know, it just, yeah, it just makes the coaches feel a little better, but... No, to do it for all the put no. No, it's just just not a cost. So Do you think the bigger schools do it? I doubt it. I mean I could be wrong. <laughs> it's it's a useless step. <laughs> I feel like it has to smell like something. Nothing smells like nothing. <laughs> Clean smells like nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like even things that aren't supposed to have a smell have a smell. Maybe I'm just extra sensitive. Because I feel like it just smells like hot dryer if you don't have the extra scent in there. Well, turn your dryer down so it's not so hot. I mean, what are you, a dog with, you know, extra sensitive nose or something like that? <laughs> Maybe. I might be. You never know. <laughs> Drug sniffing dog over here or whatever. I'm going to put you with the TSA thing and let you start sniffing people. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like I like my laundry really, really scented. I mean, I wash it and it smells clean. You can't tell that I I wore it because I put so much scent on it. Well, see, I mean, also we can't, you know, 
really that's not good for us to do either on, on the on the in the aspect of you don't know which one of your players or people you're doing laundry for has an allergy to something like that. Oh, that's a good point. So that's another reason you don't do it. Mm, that is a good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. By the way, in case you wasn't sure, it is oak bloom season. I am aware that it is oak bloom season. Fellow dog owners know what we're talking about. Set your dog out and all of a sudden you come back in with a dog full of oak blooms all over his hair. Okay, so I have my number two. All right. And number two is that equipment managers put tape on shoulder pads to make the jerseys lay flatter. So they won't be so hard to pull, yes. Double-sided tape. That's a crazy concept. I wonder how many fans know that. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure some fans are in touch with that. I'm sure some, but I, I thought that the first time I seen it, I was like, wow. And then the first time I tried to do it, I was like, no, this is not for me. Double-sided tape or Velcro? I, you know, some, you know, I, I, I moved from double-sided tape to Velcro, and then my offensive line coach didn't like Velcro when he came here. So it's like, all right, put on double-sided tape. So, but he's left now, so I'm back on to Velcro again. So I feel like the Velcro would make it bulkier. No, I, you can't tell the outline of that through the uniform. It's it lays flat. Just it just is, just looks the same. Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't quite look the same. It, it looks like it doesn't hold it as close, but it still holds it pretty good. So I wouldn't think it would hold it as secure. No, it's pretty. It's it's still it's good enough. It's good enough. Sounds like quitter talk. No, cost saving measures. <laughs> you only put the Velcro on once. Is that tape expensive? Um, oh, it's 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 okay. I mean, it's not stupid expensive, but it's not cheap. But, you know, when you have to do it every game, it adds up. Mm, you just don't want to put the jerseys over the tape. Let's just be honest. I don't care. I'll do it. I don't mind. But my kids are always notoriously, there's always one, it seems like. There's always one, no matter, it varies by student. It varies every game. But there's always somebody that puts one jersey on backwards. <laughs> so you got to take it off, put it back on again, but. That's always great when you got a player coming into the equipment room, you know, five minutes before he's going outside. Hey, my jersey's on backwards. It's like, oh, all right. (laughs) I was always quite impressed by how fast you could put those on with the double-sided tape. I mean, putting the tape on isn't necessarily the hard part, but putting the jersey on over the tape, I felt like was quite difficult. You learn your skills. You learn your skills. (laughs) <laughs> now my kids just cover up the tape they peel the tape cover it up with towels and they lay the jersey on and take the towels out that's pretty smart yeah speeds up a little bit okay so my number three is the insane hours you were coupled with the low pay when i first met you i had the hardest time believing that all the equipment managers Work the crazy hours that you did. I thought you just liked work. I had no idea that it was just kind of part of the job and that you all actually work those kind of insane hours. Oh, what's us talk about? <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know what's talk about. And, and, you know, what do you mean low pay? I mean, we're, we're one of the best paid people in the athletic department. Especially <laughs> when you start figuring out our, our hourly wage. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, how about during camp whenever you might as well just sleep on your equipment room couch? Some people do. Don't knock it till you try it. Well, you might as well. You spend more time there than you do at home. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's some people don't understand the hours you, you got to put in to get things done. And, and it's better than it used to be. I mean, now, you know, we don't, and at least in the collegiate ranks, we don't have doubles anymore. I mean, shoot, it, it's it's almost a walk in the park now compared to what it used to be. Mm, you guys are going soft. Oh, it's good because I'm getting old. Old and soft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no doubles anymore, so it's, it's. Horses have gotten bigger. Well, that and you know the um, without without the double sessions, that's that really makes changes it quite a bit, you know. And and obviously, it all depends on your coach too, because there's some will come back for walkthroughs and things like that, and they'll need things done. It, but it all depends on your coach. I mean, you know, the last the last I don't know what five years, I think so. You know, when I was with Bo. It was like it had seven out of seven. It was a twelve hour day. I mean, we and at seven, go over, have a little breakfast, and you're on the field by nine ish and or ten ish, yeah, ten ish, and we'd be off the field by noon ish and lunch, and then have the rest of the afternoon and dinner at six o'clock, home by seven. So you know, I, I was I was all for that. Back whenever I first knew you, though, I mean. Though you were there, fourteen hours a day, seven days a week, sixteen hours a day, maybe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what day in there was? We had doubles then, you know, everyday doubles. So it was, mm-hmm. it was different. It was a different time. It was a, the rules were different, and yeah. Did the NCAA cut cut the doubles? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What is it now? Three years, I think. I think for about the last ten years, it was you couldn't have back-to-back doubles, and I think the last about three years ago, they cut doubles altogether. So, did they think it was too hard on the kids? No, they wanted to be. They wanted. To, they tried to make the safe sport safer. You know, that's uh, less contact time they get. So, in theory, they should be. They shouldn't be as many injuries, which it does. You know, it does. It there is credence to that. I mean, the kids are well, more rested now, and, and you know, but. You know, on the same token, you're there, there, pretty much all year round anymore. Too working out. You know, they're not, they're not doing the doubles anymore, but they're there all summer lifting and, and training. So I mean, it's not like it used to be too, because when we had doubles, there, there didn't used to be summer conditioning. So it was pretty much show up and go. You know, in that regards, it, it's changed a little bit. So. You know, we used to have summers. We used to have something you could have, you can enjoy your summer a little more. You can't you can't enjoy your summer as much anymore because there are summer workouts all summer long. There is no off season. Have you seen a difference in the condition of the kids? Are they more in shape? You know, do they go into that camp now in better condition? And do you have less people throwing up on this on the sidelines? I think you you do see that. You do see them coming to camp in better shape. I mean the. You know, I can remember they'd have conditioning tests to start camps to see who's actually, you know, who did anything over the summer who did it. You know, we really don't have that. You don't have that anymore. And so, you know, they come into camp. In some aspects, it's almost like they're treating it like a professional football player. Hey, listen, you know, you got to be ready to go when the time's come, so it's up to you. So, you know, they, they treat it more like a job, so they don't – the strength – the strength coaches are working them out all summer. That's part of their job, and you know that's part of your job to be there. And so, they don't have to waste time during practice now when camp starts up with 
getting people into shape because they're already in shape. Would you say a lot of your football players do they do they have jobs on the side also or do oh yeah is football pretty well their job? They have jobs on the side. That's that's why you'll barely see, you know, you'll rarely see any workouts past noon. You might have your last group come in at ten o'clock. Your first group might start at five. Your last group might start at ten, and there you know then you'll some will go to classes after workouts, take their summer classes, and some will go to their jobs. So yeah, you you don't see. You know, some will have summer jobs. Okay. What number am I on? Am I on four? No, you're on three. No, I think I'm on four. Or am I on, or am I on three? No, I said, yeah, definitely on four because I did, let's see here. So one was laundry, two was tape, three was insane hours. So now I'm on four. Yes? I stand corrected. Okay, so four is footballs are broken in per QB. Yeah, they're broken in. I mean, you know, we usually try to make them around the starting quarterback, but usually once they're broken in, usually they're all pretty much the same once they're broken in. It's just getting them broken in. Well, I mean, part of that was just the fact that you even break them in. I The first time I seen you do that, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, these are brand new balls. What are you ruining them for? Not ruining them, making them good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> balls, balls have gotten easier to break in over the years. It's, it's, it's still, you know, there's, there's, there's witch, witchcraft and wizardry involved in, in getting the balls to where they need to be. And, you know, it's, 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 it's funny because, you know, you know, there might be, you'll see raffles for game balls and things like that and give away game balls. It's like, I ain't going to give you shit shit for a game ball you're i'll give you this nice new ball you can we'll call it a game ball you can be happy with that because i ain't giving you one that's broken in forget that you know that's that's always one of the oh their game balls are valuable commodities don't um yeah if if you have a if you get back from the game you're missing game balls you're you're unhappy because that's you got once you get them broken in you don't want to lose them so what does it take to get them broken in uh, you know, there's you, time, you know, you, it's getting the seams softened down a little bit. It's getting that glossy coated off it. Um, you know, it, it's just getting it warm, broken in a little bit, just wearing it, wearing down the grains of the pebbles a little bit and just, just getting it to feel just right. I, yeah, I feel like it gets harder to handle as it gets more broken in. No, it gets easier because the leather gets softer so you can grab it easier. You know, think of your car seat. I mean, you, you want nice soft leather in your car seat just to, you know, grab you and hold you. And uh, It's the same thing. You you know, the soft, you know, you, get this, you break that leather in, it's, it breaks down a little bit, it gets softer, it gets easier to grab. Now, I mean, you could, obviously, you can go too far with that and, you know, older balls get do get slick and things like that, but... New balls are pretty slick too, because the leather's just not broken in. So, but there's, yeah, I mean, you know, we, and my kids know, you know, we'll get the game balls broken in and make sure the coach, make sure the play, the quarterbacks play with them a little bit and get them where they like them. And then once they do, we pull them out and just put other balls in there and they'll practice with everything else during the week. And then game day, we'll have, we'll usually have 18 balls at any given time that we can use for a game but you know generally we'll put in 
we might submit eight to twelve on a on on a normal day, and then if it's raining, we'll use all eighteen, and hope that God it doesn't you know. But usually, way if we if we do that, if we have throw in all eighteen, we'll we'll already have a few lined up from, from the practice balls that we could pull from games in case it gets too bad. Will the rain ruin them? The rain is not pretty. The rain is not pretty with them. You know, that's, and I think you've seen it. You know, we after we have a practice or or a game in rain, we'll come out, we bring the balls back downstairs, and we'll deflate the ball and then send them to the fans and let them dry overnight. But are they just not the same after that? Yeah, you can you can buff them back into a pretty good shape. If you, if they don't get too bad, you can buff them into shape a little bit, and so they're they're pretty decent. You know, you gotta leave the air out to take the pressure off the seams, because if you don't, if you don't take the pressure off the seams, that air pressure inside there, it will, it will balloon it out a little bit because the leather is the leather is wet, therefore it's stretched. It's it's easy to stretch. It's very pliable, so it will make that, you know, it'll make that football more into a rugby ball, because the seams will the seams can stretch out. Do you think there's a special sauce for breaking them in? Do you think each equipment manager kind of has a special way, or does there, yeah. you just have to use them in practice? Everybody has a way. I mean, it goes from mudding the balls, like like baseballs. There's mud you can throw on, put on it, rub it into it. There's there's certain creams you can put onto it. There, there's yeah. Everybody has their favorite way of breaking them in. So it's not a tightly guarded secret, but everybody has their own little way of doing it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you use. Do you use special stuff? You just rub them. We rub them. Yeah. Occasionally, we might do something different, but I've even seen people use shaving cream. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, everybody has their own little secret sauce. You know, that could be <laughs> that could be a little website in itself. Different ways schools break in their balls. You can make a encyclopedia of that. <laughs> Well, if that's needed, I could make it. You know, it could be. What would be cool to have would be a database of visiting team locker rooms, sort of like sort of like a, a TripAdvisor sort of thing, you know, where where people rate up different locker rooms. I mean, obviously, if you're in your conference, you're you you can you can put down, you know, or, you know, every year. But you know, doing doing uh, somebody that's not you're playing out of conference and this is your first time to head to a stadium. I mean, we we all just call up, but but you know, you can have a website with visiting team locker room and ever reviews and all the secret little things you can do. Interesting. A trip advisor for visiting team locker rooms. It'd be interesting to see where they <laughs> rank mine at. It'd be interesting, you know. Yeah, you get that, and you're like, oh shoot, people really hate my lot visiting team locker room. Well, unlike restaurants and hotels, there's nothing you can really do about it. No, there's not. What are you gonna do? There's not. <laughs> put out put out a bowl of pulpery for them. And... Maybe, maybe it's a smell. <laughs> but it would be a. I mean, you know, I try. I try to be honest with our with people who call. You know, I I know. Well, unless you're unless your first time, you know, unless you're passing, you know, this is your first time in in the conference and you're you're new to the conference. Um, you 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 know, but you know, usually when it's a first time person or you know out of conference, get people why. When I talk to the other equipment person, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be honest with them because, you know, I've been, I've been on both sides of the fence here. So I've been a visiting team here. I've been the home team here. So I, I know, I know what it's like. So 
that's uh, you know I can tell you the pros and cons of, of our locker room and it is what and I'll be honest with you I mean you know it is what it is and, and they know it's not your fault and it's just like just as they know it's not you know their fault either when I go someplace else it is what it is and so but it would be interesting to see a trip advisor for lot travel, travel visiting team locker rooms. <laughs> Well, if, if some other people chime in and decide that that's needed, then I'll make it for you, Albie. Awesome. <laughs> oh, well, we're on five. number five. And number five, I'm shocked by the amount that equipment managers memorize. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking they about. S- I can't, it's Alzheimer's. I don't know what you're talking What's your name? <laughs> No, come on. You know your entire football roster, which is how many how many kids? A hundred and uh I think we're at something. We're about hundred and twenty right now for the season. Okay. Roster's at hundred and twenty, I think, right now. So you know them all. You only bring hundred and five to camp, so but you know, we we already got a roster of hundred and twenty kids, so Okay. So so you got hundred and twenty you you know their locker number. Mm, iffy sometimes, yeah. Jersey number iffy general sizes sometimes you know you know you might know their their shoe size thing shoes or sizes that you use a lot yeah yeah i mean and well you know obviously the kids that are there three four years you learn after a while i mean it's just repetition i feel like that's a lot to memorize and you you know you'll know what you'll know what kind of what kind of face mask they like and you don't yeah you'll have yeah you'll know what shoulder bag it yeah i don't know it's just it's one of those things that's easy. It's it's one of those things that's easier for you. I mean, I guess you just, it's it's like anything else. If you feel it's important, you know it. You, you memorize it. You know, it's part of our job. It, you know, it's it's important to us, so we memorize it. And it's not any, it's not like sit there with flashcards and test ourselves. It's just, you know, you pick, you, you just pick it up over time. I mean, you know, Freshmen come in, it's like, okay, well, you know, you, you pay a little bit of attention to them because you know some of them aren't going to make it, some of them want to leave, some of them want to walk. And so you, you, but you know, about halfway through the year, you start figuring out who's who's legit and who's going to be around. And so you, you memorize, you know, yeah. I have, I have one kid on my side, on my kid, one kid on my team that wears a size 17 shoe. So obviously he stood out pretty, pretty quickly. You know, things like that are easy to remember. Because they just stick out like sore thumbs. You know, your forex players are easy to remember because there's so few of them. It's like, oh crap. And then the other people just fall in line over time. Sure. You see them every day, so you. I mean, you just you just learn. You see them every day: August, September, October, November. You know. They all look the same to me. Me too. <laughs> yeah, if you're. Yeah, freshman. Yeah, yeah. I've no. You have no chance of me learning your name at least till October. But I think that that's pretty fast, though. You gotta be somewhat talented. If you're just a walk-on freshman, well, that's not true either. Because some of the walk-on freshmen are pain in the asses. So I'll learn their names real quick. Because I. <laughs> okay. Well, that was my list of interesting things that I've learned from equipment managers through the years. If anybody else has some. Um, more of those please let us know on our social media i'd love to hear them that's just the first five that came to my mind i'm definitely sure over time i could come up with some more because gosh i've learned some things over the years that now i can't believe i know (laughs) (laughs) until next time 
I appreciate you joining me on the issue window. And Alvy and I will catch you back here next time. Bye. Take care. Oh.